The DeFalco Files is an entertainment-based program. Some memories of certain events might be fuzzy. All opinions are that of the host. Content might not be appropriate for children and some adults. Listener discretion is advised. And remember, the truth is here. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents The DeFalco Files with FSW owner Joe DeFalco and your host, Matt Michaels. Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here on The DeFalco Files with the owner and creator of FSW, the future stars of wrestling here in Las Vegas, Mr. Joe DeFalco. Joe, how you doing? Oh, I'm ready for a nap. Uh, For those of you who uh, might not know, Joe uh, essentially inherited uh, a dog from uh, his mom uh, who passed away. Um, It was a struggle, to say the least, to get the dog out of New York and over to Vegas. I'll tell you what, man, it should be a blockbuster uh, Stu Stone movie. You know, it's Home Alone uh, meets Goodfellas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing that uh, you know we were just talking about uh, you getting acclimated uh, to having your dog and now a dog who's fourteen, uh, getting to know your layout uh, and you know just kind of doing things dogs do when they're new and nervous and getting settled and that's keeping you up all night. So uh, with that thought in mind, it looks like uh, the rest that you're not getting has been going into some incredibly interesting and cool uh, announcements that you've been uh, throwing out there for uh, FSW over the last week. Uh, Let's start with... um, What's coming up on Thursday, uh, November 18th here uh, at the school, Booker T is going to be there doing a seminar. And uh, Yeah, so, you know, so so yeah. far so good. We, we already got 12 people signed up that are not part of FSW, and they're not from Vegas. You know, there's people that are already driving in from Arizona and California and MK trying to get some people from Utah. So this should be a tremendous turnout because I know uh, a lot of our crew has already said that they are going to be there. But, you know, the out-of-town guys, you don't know them. So it's like, well, you don't want to reserve your spot, send the payment. You know what I mean? Right. And we already got a dozen of those people, and I've gotten three or four emails from other people. You know, one guy's flying in for it. It's like, I don't know where he's flying from. You know, he could be (laughs) flying in from Reno for all I know. But the fact of the matter, he's still flying in and then flying out that night. Wow. Yeah, it's an opportunity if you are a wrestler, you're listening to this. uh, Obviously, it's Wednesday uh, right now if you're listening to this. So uh, Thursday is the uh, seminar. It's $40 if you're local here in Vegas. There's no excuse for you not to uh, get in. Um, and, and let me ask you about that, you know, in saying that, um, how is it for you when you have someone like this, who's doing a seminar and is legitimately one of the best wrestlers in the history of 
sports entertainment, wrestling, the sport. What is it to you when you see that there are, you know, guys who are not taking advantage of this opportunity? Well, you know, the guys that aren't taking advantage of the opportunity uh, probably down the line won't be getting a lot of opportunities. You know, it's your mindset. You want to learn. You want to get better. It's no different than when they can't train because they got to go to their other job, you know, and they're not making arrangements to make it. And, oh, we can't do this setup and we can't do that breakdown. Oh, there's a show on Thursday? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be able to get off for that. So, you know, but I'm pretty sure since it's only set up on Thursday, they won't get off. And then Friday, they'll just show up at the show and expect to get in for free and, and watch a show. Right. And in some cases, right after the show, I got to go to work, you know, God forbid I grab two guardrails, you know, so it's, it's extremely disappointing. And it's like you say it over and over and I'm, I'm actually to the point now where it's like, you know what? It's not going to change. Yeah. The ones who want it, you can tell. The ones who are just content at where they're at will never get to that next level. You know? Right. It was It's harder for us in the past because we would bring in a lot of talent. So, yeah, we brought in Brian Cage and we brought in Ricker and we brought in the scum and we brought in all these guys that – They weren't content, but you only saw them the days of the show. So you didn't really know how much time and effort they put into it. Right. Now, when we've seen the people that have gotten signed, you know, nobody's worked harder than Lacey Ryan and Chris Bay and Kevin Cross and Maserati. You know, Maserati was just a valet that you throw in a mixed tag. And she has gotten herself so much better that, unfortunately, it looked like she had a good shot at, you know, becoming a mainstay in Ring of Honor. Yeah. But you know what? She's traveling all over the place now. You know, people are calling her and saying, hey, you know, we want you to come to the show. And a lot of times when you're younger and you want to get on these shows, you know, you you got to pay your own way. You know, they might pay you the booking fee, but nobody's going to fly you to Florida for four hundred dollars. So, you know, a lot of them, they they love those discount airlines, the spirits and the allegiance and the frontiers. You know, the airlines might suck, but you know what? They just bring a carry bag, but they get better rates. And, you know, look at a Matt Vandegrift. He did that for a while. And now people are knocking down the door. Yeah. You know, these guys are working their asses off to get the opportunity. And it's like Booker T's already said that he wants to come back to Vegas. Booker T has already said that after I talked to him about it, you know, I already have the title of the show, Reality Meets the Future. You know what I mean? And it's ready to roll. And the thing is, the card may be set. Of course the card's set. But if you're an advanced guy who goes to the seminar and you wow Booker T, well, maybe that singles match becomes a three-way because he really liked what he saw from you and he wants to see more. Yeah. You know? it's Booker still works for WWE. So, you know, 
the more people that work for WWE, if Allison Danger's there and is pitching for Jay Vidal, and then Booker T's like, oh, yeah, I seen that guy in Vegas, man. That guy's awesome. Yeah. And Sean Tari's there, and he says, oh, yeah, because we have a large amount of people that are there. So yeah. take advantage of this situation. You know, I was not here for impact, but from what I understand, I would have been extremely pissed off. You know, you know, Rocky said the day for setup, there was like seven people there. Yeah. Well, we got a bunch of new students. And I know for a fact, the guys who worked the security spots kind of showed up for their spot and didn't really want to uh, help out. You know, they were there for their thing, you know, because, you know, maybe D'Lo talked to them right. because you know, he's part of the impact. So just because D'Lo talks to you and says, hey, you know, we could use you for a spot doesn't mean you got to be a lazy motherfucker and not help. Right. Because you've already gotten yourself that spot. Yeah. Because there are guys, I could put the kibosh on a lot of people that are working in certain places that we're friends with. If they want to fuck around, you know, I've never done that. Right. But, you know, don't disrespect what we've given you and take advantage of the situations. We're trying to give you guys so much opportunities. And the yeah. seminar is one thing, you know, 40 bucks. I've told these guys, pay it next week, pay it in two weeks. Do not use the excuse that you don't have the money today to pay for the seminar. Yeah. Because if you had the money, you'd pay it. Okay, well, when your check comes, throw me 20 bucks and 20 bucks if you're that hard up. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, do not not do something because, you know, you feel you can't afford to. If this is what your goal is, if your goal is to be some guy who shows up on some shows here and there and works a few places in town, awesome. Don't even bother. But if you have an idea in your head that as good as FSW is, you want to be at the next level. We had Booker T on the radio show I do on, on, on Sunday morning. Yeah. And he basically said the same things that, that we said, you know, about, about putting in the time, putting in the effort. You know, a lot of times you go to these seminars and you hear the same stuff because the same stuff is the stuff you need to know. And you're hoping that, well, if Sin Bodhi said it, yeah, whatever. Oh, Kenny King might have said it. Oh, well, maybe it resonated because Booker T said it. Maybe it resonated because Jay Lethal said it. Yeah. You know, there's reasons guys get to where they're at. And even Booker said, you know, he, he's the same way. We've seen some of the most physically gifted guys who've walked in who can do this move, do that move, do this. Oh, the athleticism's crazy. And then when all of a sudden they try to put it together in a match, you know, they, they become like Ryan Leaf. That, yeah, when nobody's around, you can throw a ball. But now when the pressure's on, you're not good enough to get the job done. And then you see guys like a spider who had Asperger's or has Asperger's who was able to bypass some of the most physically gifted guys that we had yeah you know and it's all about the heart and determination and and what you want out of what you're doing yeah i think that is uh just the, the fairest point that could be made um 
and you know it just baffles me um of course i i reached out to you and and asked hey can i can i participate and you know i'll pay the 40 dollars because even though well, i'm for you it's 80 but whatever that's fine. <laughs> i'll uh i'll buy you i'll buy you lunch joe <laughs> uh, buy me a case of buy drinks will you <laughs> Uh, I found them finally cheap at Winco. Oh, they're selling them. I didn't know that they have the Bing yeah. Cherry. A dollar eighteen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That and they had good. all the flavors. I've even tried some of those buy boosts. The watermelon's pretty good too. But uh, last time I went, it was like a dollar forty nine or whatever, which is still better. Still. Most places are two dollars and up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that makes me. Uh, By the way, that makes me happy because now I got to go down the street to Winco and, and get me some of that big there cherry. You, go. Um, you know, buy should sponsor me. Exactly. Uh, you know, when thinking about that in terms of the knowledge, um, what you get from sitting down and listening to a guy like Booker T and just absorbing that knowledge. And like you said, you had the growth of Maserati, for instance. And Booker um, has, in reality of wrestling, um, someone like Roxy. And Roxy went on to win that ROH women's title. Is that something that when you think about parallels of, you know, what a company is doing in terms of when it comes to their schooling as compared to your schooling, does that put you guys kind of on the same ground where you can look at it and go, yeah, man, they're producing, we're producing. Why not bring that together and then showcase that talent of, uh, you know, people who are ready to up it to the next level? Because it seems like between the two companies, you could have probably one of the best cards that's, you know, hands down this year uh, on an independent level, it, one of the best shows that could be put on. Well, yeah, because it's based off the wrestling training facility. Right. TCU uses guys that work in a bunch of different places. If we just took our homegrown talent that we trained from scratch, you know, and then Booker has his people, like I didn't know, uh, he was talking about the Usos that he trained and Miranda Alizé, who, yeah. who they trained. And I know they got Mysterious Q and Cam Cole, who are doing really well on the independent scene. Well, you know, we got Matt Vandegrift, Damian Drake, Jay Vidal, you know, Cody, you know, yeah. trained with us from many years ago. And Jacob Boston Young and Kevin Cross and Chris Bay and Ice Williams and Shogun and Hero. And Maserati and Sandra Moon, I could go on all fucking day. Yeah. And like, that would be the best homegrown talent produced show. Like, yeah. Even consider Hammerstone and Graves our guys. Hammerstone was a baby when he was with us. We won't even count him as like, because we didn't train him. But you could take our guys and put on a battle royal because there's so many of them that couldn't fit in the spot. Right. Because of that fact, you know, and there's reasons for that. There's other wrestling schools. There's other wrestling schools in Texas. Why did, why is it Booker T is Booker T such a great trainer 
is our guys such great trainers compared to somebody else? I'm going to say our trainers are very good. There's other trainers that are very good. But because of the perception of the companies, people, it, it's kind of like when people want to only work for that company and not really want to work for us. Back when AU was involved, a lot of those guys didn't want to jump into here because they were already at a good position there. Right. And the best people, the best guys and girls that you can see maybe get to the next level, they want to be better than everybody else, but they don't want to be better than everybody else in a lackluster school. Right. They want to be the best wrestler in Vegas. Chris Bay wanted to be the best wrestler in Vegas. Cross wanted to be the best wrestler in Vegas. So he went where he felt he had the best opportunity to be there. And I'm going to blow fucking smoke up FSW's ass because we've done it for 12 years. And bar none, we have the best talent. We have trainers. You know, there's guys who can teach you certain things. And Remy and Cody are awesome at what they do. But having a guy like Kenny King and Sinbodi and Davari and TJ Perkins in there, they can give you a different aspect of the business because of working the television. Yeah. And they understand how important it is when you go to WWE for a tryout or you're getting looked at by impact. And being able to wear, uh, be aware to listen for the cues from the ref and know where the hard camera is. You know, it's a little different when you're doing that or you're just filming for, you know, a show that you're going to just see on because somebody filmed two, you know, had two cameras, they filmed it, and they popped it up so there's now footage of the show. Right. You know, spent thousands and thousands of dollars to make our facility look like a TV studio. We've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on equipment. And, you know, Joey spent thousands of dollars on having, you know, really good cameras. So, you know, everything is in place. And with Booker T, money's no object for that dude. You know, he, he can easily write a check yeah. if this is his passion and what he wants to do. You know, I got to write the check, but I got to make sure, you know, I got the funds to do it. Right. You know, I'm not independently wealthy where it's like, oh, I love wrestling. If I lose 100 grand, who gives a shit? <laughs> well, no, I really don't want to. You know, I would prefer that we made money on the deal. And again, Impact comes to town. Who's the, who do they call? Who are they always with? Us. Ring of Honor. Us. GCW. Us. You know, reality of wrestling, us, you know, there's got to be a reason for it. You know, I know I am charming as charming can be, and I'm the coolest and funniest dude that people know, but in wrestling business, you have to be able to produce for them. It's about making money and it's about dealing with people that are fair and honest. And that's what I try to pride myself on doing. So now Booker T comes to town. I hadn't heard from him. I'm like, yeah, I wonder where he's getting the ring from. Blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, I guess I get a call from Texas. I'm like, FSW, can I help you? Yeah, this is Booker T. How you doing? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, Booker T, what's up? Now you got the show. 
How can we help? Oh, he needs the ring. He needs the mats. You know, the only thing he has is the guardrails. So, you know, unless he's doing a, uh, you know, <laughs> that one company that doesn't use the ring. No, no piece that I won't talk about because they still owe me 500 those fucks from when they came out. <laughs> but uh, there was the other one that ran in Vegas. I remember Chris Bay fought on it. It was like upstairs of that Sahara yeah. uh, skating place. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, being there now, I get to sit, you know, Friday night as a fan of the game. And I'll hang out backstage, of course, but I'll see how they run things. Yeah. And I'll see if they do things that might help us down the line where it's like, hey, yeah, I never thought of that. That's a good idea. Because you can only get better by seeing what other people do. And if it helps you improve upon things, as I've always said, my ego has never stopped me from listening to other people. Uh, I have an idea. I think it's really good. You have an idea that you're a part of and you think it's really good. I'll just say, you know what? We'll do your thing because I just feel that you will put just a little bit more effort into it because you know if it doesn't succeed, it was on you. Yeah. And if it sucks the odds of me listening to you again are going to be a little more difficult. Yeah. Unless you're Remy Marshall, because he'll keep pitching, you know, <laughs> the day I die, that dude be in a nursing home and he'll be pitching me an idea. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone, please check out uh, the reality of wrestling. It's going to be at the MGM um, upstairs in one of the ballrooms. Um, I think the uh, tickets, uh, you can get them now online for 20 and 25 dollars i believe it is um and i'll say it, 25 because most under 13 year old kids aren't listening here so yeah true um and so please yeah check that out it's friday uh the 19th again booker t's doing the uh seminar on thursday the 18th so if you are a wrestler if you're out of town right now and you're listening to this and you can make it to vegas reach out to joe and uh secure a spot and um, that's what's going on with Booker T. Uh, you also have Impact coming in uh, the 20th, 21st, and 22nd here, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at Sam's Town Live uh, for people to uh, you know come down there and check it out. Uh, grab your tickets now. Um, is it uh, is it kind of refreshing to be around for? impact and kind of take a little bit of that load off of Rocky. So Rocky can, you know, go back to uh, setting up and sitting down. Well, what do you mean, man? When we impact was here the three other times who was feeling bad for Joe DeFalco who had to be there all the time. I'm supposed to feel bad because Rocky T one time had to be there for three straight days. You know, they've come there five times and I was there for three straight days. Nobody pity for me. Nobody brought me a fucking subway sandwich. I got Scott Diamore telling me, hey, bro, need your help. I was about to leave, I remember, one day. And it's like, yo, what's up, Scott? You know, there, we need some stirs for the coffee. And it's like, seriously? I'm walking back from the parking lot to get you motherfuckers a stir for the coffee. <laughs> what the fuck? Can't you send, like, one of my lackey students who that's their job to do? Like, if I got to deal with, like, the bosses at Samstown or talk to somebody for you, that's one thing. But I'm the guy you went to to ask for stirs. 
But, you know, I, I like the impact guys, you know. Yeah. We, we've dealt with them a lot of times. Trey Miguel, Sammy Callahan, fucking Moose is awesome. Yeah. You know, there's so many dudes there that I didn't get to see because I wasn't there. And now, you know, I get to say hello. You get to schmooze more. You know, Jake, something we really like. But his plane was so late, you know, he, he, he got to the arena. Uh, 15 minutes later, he wrestled his match. And 15 minutes after that, he was gone. Yeah. So it's like, hey, here's your hat. You know, here's your money. See you later. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it it's amazing how good the um, the crew there is in terms of the talent and uh, the backstage as well. Um, what is I think one of the best things, and we've seen it now throughout the years, is the opportunity for some of the guys here in Vegas to wrestle on uh, Impact. Uh, or one of Impact's shows, if it's, you know, let's say one of the internet shows or uh, something along those lines. Uh, but, you know, the last time they were in, last month, Jay Vidal got a huge opportunity. And damn, that match was a good, solid match. He showed. He he came in and he did what he needed to do. Um, is that something that you really do enjoy in terms of the relationship and will there again be opportunities uh this weekend but also in the future for people who train here who work their butts off and who are around guys like D'Lo who can actually see them and pitch them to the office as well does that look like something that will continue uh with that relationship that you have with them Scott probably was happy he didn't have to see me for three days because whenever he does see me, I always hound him like, dude, why don't you sign Hammerstone? Hey, why do you always sign Sammy Callahan, you guys? Why don't you sign Chris Bay? Oh, yeah, you know, we're talking, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it took Chris Bay to show up on uh, WWE programming yeah. for them to finally offer him the contract. But I'm going to be there like, hey, you know, we got this guy, we got that guy. We got 15 guys that are more than capable than yeah. – more than capable, they're better than a lot of the other extra talent that they've used in the past. Yeah. And, and Jay Vidal is the only guy who really got on in a match this time around, which is disappointing because I know the other times Impact's been here, you know, there was, I remember the 1%, Hammerstone, you know, Bonus Boys, R&B were even booked, but because of time constraints, which was really disappointing for them, it was their first chance to really get seen and their match got canceled. So how disappointing is that? Yeah. You know, but a lot of our guys, Damian Drake, you know, Chris Bay before he, he was even, you know, before he was Chris Bay, you know, he was just strong, you know, and all these guys, you know, got looked at. I remember uh, even from the impact tryout, there was those guys out of Colorado. They dressed like Vikings. I forgot their name. But they wrestled the uh, the one percent in the Impact tryout match, and then they basically wrestled the same match that they liked it, and they had him wrestle on TV. Yeah. So, and you know, Hammerstone wrestled this guy Brubaker out of Chicago, who was really, really good. Yeah. And you know, and they spotlighted ha Hammerstone in that match, you know, and and Chris Bay. I remember he teamed with it was I. Had, and again, that was when I had more little little more juice. You know, I was trying to convince them it was going to be Chris Bay and Damian Drake. They were going to wrestle the Rascals, you know. 
but it was the Rascals' first appearance on television, Trey Miguel and, and Zach Wentz. So they ended up changing it out, and Damian Drake got thumped by somebody else. But right. they put in uh, Mike Seidel. And right. I guess they were going over the match because, you know, Chris was boys with the, the Rascals. And of all people, my guy Sanjay Dutt, you know, put a kibosh on it because Chris was going to do a whole bunch of good stuff. But because of the fact that it was the first spotlight match, it was the first match for the Rascals, they wanted them to come out and look like gangbusters, even though they ruined them and treated them like garbage the three years they were there. At least the first match, they wanted them to kill it. I remember Bay came out. He did a cool move. They, they stopped him. He made the tag, and then they just beat up Mike Seidel for the rest of the match and won. And it's and it's remarkable to think uh, right now that if you look, that Trey Miguel and Chris Bay are two of the most important cogs of Impact Wrestling right now, um, and that just goes to show that when you have that passion and that desire, that you know you look at how hard Trey has worked and how hard Chris has worked. Chris is now Bullet Club. Trey is now. Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, X, I think it's X division champion. It's just amazing to see that progression and to see that talent on TV. Um, let me ask. Well, I, I yeah. think also because the rest of the rascals left and he stayed that they felt that he showed a lot of loyalty and as talented as he is. And that's when you do that. Yeah. When guys earn that opportunity, you have to reward them. And, yeah, he's got a contract, and he makes his money when they perform, but saying, you know what, thank you for re-signing with us. We love you. We're glad you're here. Here you go. You you deserve this. And now he got the belt where, you know, in NXT, you know, maybe the short money would have been longer, but, you know, just like Moose. Moose had the opportunity, but who's to say what would have happened, you know? Yeah. You just like you thought Cross was going to be a future FSW, I mean, WWE heavyweight champion. He already was an FSW heavyweight champion. But a guy like Moose is somebody you're like, okay, this guy's been clicking on all cylinders. You know, the one thing I remember when, when Moose first was in Ring of Honor and he was getting, you know, a lot of love, I was like, man, I don't get it. You know, why everybody's Moose, Moose. I was like, maybe it's just a chant. But he's really not doing a lot for me. Right. And I even felt that way when we when we had him wrestling Del Rio at our anniversary show. Or no, I think it was the anniversary show. And I had Moose booked for the Mecca, Mecca 2 against uh, Hammerstone. But before then, he hits me up. He's like, well, what about January? And I guess it was no escape. And I'm like, dude, we're, we have a show, but... Something happened with Ricker where we booked Sean Ricker through Sean Ricker and Kirk White in uh, California had booked Sean Ricker for two nights through Impact Wrestling. So, does Impact Wrestling let Ricker work for us where we pay Ricker or do they take the booking and give them whatever they feel like, but he's got a signed contract. So he's probably working those two dates for nothing because it's part of his guarantee. So I didn't understand what was going on with the Moose thing. And it turned out that Sanjay Dutt, my guy, sent us Del Rio and Moose. And all they asked was, we film it for them. 
They aired it on Impact when they were in the middle of their feud. You know, the only thing we had to pay for was Alberto Del Rio's car rental. That one day turned out to be like 200 bucks. So I don't know how many miles he drove. <laughs> and he needed a hotel room, but he couldn't be in a hotel that the other wrestlers were at. So I had to get him like a room at the Orleans. And needless to say, even then it was like, eh, you know, it's Moose, whatever. And all of a sudden, introducing first, and everybody's standing, Moose. And I was like, well, there it is. Again, I'm not always going to be right on somebody. But when he got put with Austin Aries and Cross, and all of a sudden he started being flashy dresser, and all of a sudden we finally saw a personality. Yeah. And Moose is still the same Moose, except now everything else is has been turned up. Yeah. And, you know, it was great to see. I was kind of like, man, they're going to put the belt on, you know, whoever they – Josh Alexander? It's like, man, guy's good and all, but, like, he quickly got, like, the tag belts. Then the other guy, uh, Ethan, left, and yeah. it was like, Pushed to the main event, and it was like, got the no, uh, he got the X division, and then they got the heavyweight, and it was like, wow, that this guy, somebody loves this dude there, <laughs> you know? because you know Moose had a lot of opportunities, and maybe he didn't win before because the contract was up, he was yeah. testing the, the, whatever it was, but in reality, as good as Josh Alexander is, Moose is synonymous with impact and you know, he's the perfect guy to move forward, you know, with that championship. Yeah. And, um, I think that the way it was done was awesome. Um, Josh Alexander's little son was, it was just brilliant to have his wife and son in the ring while Moose just destroyed Josh in three seconds when he cashed in. Um, and, it's very interesting, like you said, how the evolution happens with certain guys and how, you know, the raw talent might be there, but they're missing that something and Moose found it and now he's amazing. And he's going to be taking on Eddie Edwards on the uh, the 20th. Uh, we talked to Eddie uh, and we just released an interview this week. Uh, so please, everyone, check that out on the Vegas Bad Boys uh, podcasting website. Um so while all that's going on, you're also preparing for next Saturday with uh, No Escape. Um, some huge matches going on, and uh, the two big ones that were announced this week is we got Graves versus Tom Waller in that Natural Born Killers uh, blood sport type of uh, fight, which is, as much as I love the cage idea and concept, I can't wait to see those two go. Um, and then you got Hammerstone and uh, Brian Cage in the cage. Not in a cage. Oh, not in the cage. No. Okay. I thought. I thought we Bri- have four steel. We have eight matches. They're all set for this. We have four steel cage matches. Chris Bay and Ice Williams. That is going to be the final match on the show for the No Limits title. Uh, we have uh, Class. Uh, Remy instilling his uh, rematch clause. That's going to be in the cage. Uh, then we have the Escape the Cage match, which will feature six participants. And right now we have 
Brandon Gatson, right. Thomas Stay, Jay Vidal, and Danny Limelight as the first four. We're still working on uh, the other two. Eli Everfly got injured. Right. So he is not going uh, to be there, unfortunately. And, and then the unguided weapons match, <laughs> a match two months ago nobody thought they'd ever see, Damian Drake and Matt Vandergriff. So those are the four cage matches. Uh, we just signed. We're going to announce uh, today. Uh, the women's title is on the line. Sandra Moon will defend against Viva Van, nice. who has uh, won a few matches here in FSW the last couple months, and she's uh, earned herself a spot. Uh, we have Hammerstone and Cage for the FSW Heavyweight Championship, two former champions, guys that actually met at the Mecca. So uh, Cage has gone up on Hammerstone in the past, so the MLW and FSW champ is looking to take out the AEW superstar. Yeah. And then we have the tag titles <laughs> on the line, Death Proof, Toko Uso, and Shogun and Hero. You know, I always say, oh, man, this is the biggest show of the year. Oh, man, this <laughs> is the biggest show that we've had in 2021. Every match, it's like trying to figure out what's going to open the show. As you said, we have Graves and Lawler. It yeah. looks like the tag team championship match <laughs> is going to open no escape. So with with the, the potential of uh, the tag team match opening up the show, and just thinking about, you, you got Toa, you have uh, Viva Van, both of them, within the last uh, six to eight weeks, have worked AEW uh, matches for um, the Dark brand, I think. Both of them did Dark. Um, but they've gotten the opportunities. And then you got Brian Cage, who is with AEW currently. Uh, does that show uh, a positive light that, first off, you're able to get those guys, Danny Limelight, another one who you know, has had the opportunity there as well. Um, so you can showcase kind of those guys with your talent, but also AEW looks like they're coming back uh, to Vegas next year. Is that something that also when dealing with a Brian Cage that could potentially open that door for you to do something with AEW when they are in town? I'll be honest with you. When they first came out, they, they hit us up. And if you look at their first pay-per-view in Vegas, almost 20 guys from FSW were part of it, whether it was Damian Drake and our good buddy, Evan Daniels, they got to be the uh, past, present and future of Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, when the dark order was involved, uh, a bunch of our guys, including Cody was in, involved in that, you know, uh, Dustin Rhodes came in uh, a couple days before the show and, and basically helped run a class, you know. And after that, you know, we thought, you know, and at that point I dealt with Cutie Marshall and, hey, do you guys got a crash pad we can use? Sure, we'll bring it over to you guys. <laughs> and then it was just like, oh, just so you know, you know, we can't really let you get backstage and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, first off, I wasn't really asking. But you're using a bunch of our stuff. We're working with you guys and helping you out. Right. You know, I was just 
surprise. And then when we were trying to get guys on AEW Dark, I talked to Matt Hardy. You know, he gave us the information of, you know, who to contact, which was Cutie. We said, hey, you know, those guys will get themselves out there. And I know they, a few guys reached out and then never heard back. You know, yeah. they did hear back and say, okay, you know, we're booked up for a while. We'll get some dates for you. And it never, never came to, to pass, which was extremely disappointing. So, you know, obviously, if we get the opportunity to work with them, absolutely. You know, that was another company that I didn't mention that when they were out here, you know, they hit us up for stuff. You know, they, they're, at a, they're close, more closer to WWE than anything else. So, of course, they're going to travel with their own ring, their own crew. Right. So they didn't really need our stuff only for like extra work and things like that. And, and it was great for those guys. You know, they all got, our guys got to be a pay, make a payday, hang out backstage, you know, Matt Hardy, you know, talking to Remy Marcel, Hey, how's Joe FSW, you know, nothing but good things to say. So, you know, it's always great to hear, uh, still waiting on that text back, Matt, by the way, you know, <laughs> second one, you know, you owe us one, you know, the problem is that all or nothing, I don't think they're going to allow their any of their guys, even if they're allowed to, to work our show. Right. Because if they do a Friday, we'll do a Saturday Mecca. If they do this Saturday, we'll do the Friday Mecca. You know, there's no doubt. You know, Mecca 7 was originally scheduled to be that weekend. Right. You know, we already had, you know, the main event set and we had, you know, matches set. But now we start back from scratch, and by waiting, you know, we, we have uh, a great addition and a few named guys that we hadn't used in the past that we're looking forward to seeing at Mecca 7. Yeah, which... Mecca, February 4th. I was just going to say, Mecca 7 got announced for February 4th. Um, apparently, uh, there's a doomsday clock going on for Mecca, so read into that what you will. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to release it right now. Flavor Flav will be in the house. The next show after No Escape, you made some announcements on that as well. On which one? Oh, D Limitless. Limitless, yes. yes. What that, uh, A couple years ago, we did a 16-man, two-night, two-city tournament. And... In the end, Douglas James defeated, at that time, the No Limits champion, Damian Drake, in the finals. And now this year, we're going to be doing it in one night, and it looks like we have a 12-man tournament. And the first wrestler signed... Well, I won't say the first wrestler signed, because Jay Vidal, Matt Vandergriff, Damian Drake, they're all going to be in it, obviously. They're, they're, they're three of the best that we have here. We've gotten a few other people. Now, whether he's going to be in the tournament or not, we haven't decided yet. But Davey Richards, who has been signed on for at least two shows, will be making his debut at Limitless. And in a perfect world, you know, there's so many tournament matches, you have to bridge a match. Right. So you got to have a match. And we're looking at, you know, whoever wins at No Escape, their first title defense to be against Davey Richards. So, you know, it could be Brian Cage, could be Hammerstone. And either way, you know, it'll definitely, you know, move the needle. Yeah. And uh, Davey Richards uh, 
just worked uh, Matt Vandergriff up, uh, I think, in uh, Washington, wasn't it? Uh, I think this past week. And uh, Yeah, yeah. It, it was good to see Vandergriff giving uh, Davey the rub. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, essentially, you know, yeah, Davey, Davey kind of needs it. So that's that's good to see. Um, but in all seriousness, um, it was kind of uh, just really just a great thing to see uh, after the match that Davey gave Matt a real good, you know, recognition in terms of, you know, what they did together in the ring. Um, is it exciting for you to see these, you know, guys like Davey Richards who have a great reputation, are, you know, amazing workers, have had, you know, opportunities in the bigger companies before, um, work guys either at FSW or around the country now, like Jay Vidal, like Matt Vandegriff, like Damian Drake. How much more seasoning is that for these guys who are now finally getting these opportunities and are really making the best of it? And I think that's kind of been the theme today is, you know, opportunities and, and running with those those opportunities when they're there. Is that something that you are aware of and looking at as, you know, not only is it a, uh, good for FSW and good for those guys, but also it, it really puts a spotlight on guys like Davey Richards now wanting to work at FSW um, even more so because they get a chance to work with someone who was trained and, you know, is uh, featured player on the fsw cards well it goes hand in hand you know uh pcw finally did their first show back in a couple of years and they needed to crown another a new like lightweight x division cruiserweight whatever they called the championship right and who were the guys well it was matt vandergriff it was class and it was jay vidal yeah and lucas Rossi was the fourth so three of them are what people would consider FSW guys, yeah. you know, class you could say between the, that, but you know, over the last year and a half, he's worked way more of our shows than anybody because Dom wasn't running in Arizona. Right. So the thing is, as Chris Bay and Sefa and Lacey and all of them and cross before that, and Hammerstone, and Ricker, you know, and Cage, you know, we've built that reputation of, you know, there's a lot of great talent there. So you're always going to go towards something that, you know, usually produces. So it's like, okay, well, FSW, they, they produce a lot of good guys, or they bring in a lot of good guys. So, you know, they definitely have good people on the show. So when Jay Vidal is still under the radar and he's part of the bad bitches or he's just getting those first matches with Eli Everfly and he's wrestling Matt Vandergriff and he's having these really good matches, now people start to pay attention. They get a little more aware. Oh, he got to be on the GCW show. Oh, he got to be on their own, uh, the separate GCW FB show. You know, now little by little, he goes out there. And then... PCW has enough confidence in him to have him, you know, win it all. Yeah. So obviously when he went there, he impressed him. He's got a great attitude. He, you know, he's, 
you know, from when I remember, you know, from when he first started, his arms are massive now. For a small guy like he is, it's like, dang. Yeah. You know, your arms are huge. And he's a really good wrestler. He connects great with the crowd. He's got everything you kind of want in a young talent. Yeah. And, you know, again, Matt Vandegriff, he went through a whole body transformation, you know, to where, you know, Sin Bodie would call him Flippy, and that's all he ever calls him. And Sanjay and them were like, oh, yeah, we like this guy, a little chubby, a little chubby, you know. And now he's got himself in great shape. He's got himself some great gear. He's got, you know, he put himself out there to different places to where he had to get himself there. And now, you know, people are asking, please, Matt Vandegrift, come to our show in Washington. You know, we'll fly in. And, And that's what happens. Yeah, it's really exciting to see. And I think that uh, in the end, uh, with the popularity that is uh, happening right now, uh, it is something that I think is um, just so wonderful to see and so exciting that um, the future in Future Stars of Wrestling is definitely uh, shining a light. Um, We've talked about a lot of the good things is there anything that you're looking at right now that is, um, oh, anything that, you know, might need improvement or, or areas that you guys are looking to, you know, make some leaps and, and jumps uh, over the next uh, few months? Well, we definitely still want to get out there. You know what I mean? It's like over the next couple months, we're kind of taking a step back and we're just focusing on some big shows. Uh, the area seems to have gotten pretty watered down. And if the show is not considered something big, well then the attendance levels, you know, become a little lighter, yeah. you know, as much as there is to do in Vegas, you know, Last week you watch a show. Two of our guys that aren't even seven, that aren't even eighteen, Bodie and Davion, they're wrestling on a show over there. Yeah. And then there's tacos and tamales that Big Valley's involved with, and then Sin Bodie's involved with the other taco show or whatever. And you know, as great as our guys are, Matt Vandergrift worked three times this weekend. Right. You know, at the Sin Bodie show and Nick Xander, and Brett the Thread, and the Suavecitos, and Sin Bodhi's going to use all our guys, right. you know, 90% of our guys, because Sin Bodhi's with FSW. So it's as if we're having a show when we're not. So it's like, you know what? We were supposed to have a show the 12th, but it was like, you know what? Too much. Right. You know, we did, we did the 30th, we did the 6th. Let's focus on No Escape. That's the show we really need to be big. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, let the other companies do their thing, run their shows, you know, but on no escape, there's going to be a lot of the younger talent. They're, they're only going to be there to help. Yeah. You know, this is, this is a monster card. And when you got five title matches, there's a lot of the younger guys, a lot of the mid card guys that aren't going to have an opportunity to be there. And, you know, hopefully they won't, cry about it you know they'll work hard and hope that they get that next opportunity 
you know, the next time it comes around because they were blessed. You know, the first show we did out, we, we kind of combined some of the past shows and did a 30 man rumble. So those are 20 guys that probably would have not had any chance of being on the show because, you know, 20 guys, that's 10 singles matches by itself. And, and we already had, you know, nine matches set. So, you know, and then the other one, we had a battle royal. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You know, we, we can't. We have to do something different. So it's like, you know, we have to go out there and we're focused on November 27th. Then we're going to do Limitless, which is totally different. It's more of that no limits division style, fast paced, high flying, you know, storylines don't really matter. Right. You know, we're going out, let's have a cool wrestling show. Then the, the next real wrestling show is New Year's Eve. But that's kind of a, a, a different type of show also. But that's going to be the better chance for the younger guys because of, you know, how hard it is to get in town and stuff New right. Year's Eve. You know, it's mainly going to be a localized show. And then we got the Mecca February 4th. So we will do another show in January. We just don't know yet. You know, New Year's resolution is always on the docket. So, but that'll probably be the big FSW arena show of that month. Right. And since we don't have any other shows booked to the fourth, I would assume we'll probably do a future shock or something with the younger guys in January. Um, as we get ready to wrap up here, any uh, word, any talks with Samstown or any other casinos uh, for the potential of doing Mecca in a big, in a bigger auditorium than Diversion? Samstown, uh, no. We had the initial conversation, and they basically made it a point of seemingly we're not really wanted there that what we bring to the table, you know, five, seven, nine hundred under 60 year old people inside their casino does not appeal to them when 30 of the wrestlers go to their shitty Applebee's or TGIFs. Yeah. Sorry, Apple, <laughs> you know, try to do something then with them with an after party. They didn't want to do nothing. And it was like, wow, so we're going to bring you 40 guys who are spending 20 bucks for a meal because they're not cheap. Right. You know, they're, they're in the casino and they charge a lot more for chicken fingers than somewhere else would. And, you know, it turns out that one of the guys who took Jason's spot, who was like the main guy we dealt with the technical stuff, we worked with at the cannery. And Rocky saw him. He said, yeah, the guy came right. Up, hey, Rocky, what's going on? But he don't make the decisions. The decision makers are saying, you know what? If we ain't getting this, we're, we're not wasting our time. You know, it, it's good to know that they're making so much money that a mediocre profit is pointless to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so we'll see. You know, if they change their attitude, they change their mentality toward things. But, yeah, you know, we're always looking for other venues. You know, we really like diversion. You know, there's some small issues. You know, different people took over. turned out uh, the two 
to two women that are running it, you know, seem to like us really well, you know, but there's some inner people that aren't fond of wrestling. So again, their prejudice toward what we do makes it a little bit of an issue. Yeah. Like we haven't had an incident in 12 years, but they're talking about doing a hip hop concert there. Really? And you're worried about our wrestling show. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, and it's crazy to think that, well, it also shows how out of touch a lot of the, uh, the people who make these booking decisions are because right now, especially for those types of shows, the bigger shows where you definitely can get 200, 300, 400, 900 people to a show, wrestling is that popular right now that if they sleep on this, you know what's going to happen is they're going to be begging for wrestling shows as the you know the ebb and the flow happens where it starts hitting that down period for wrestling in its popularity until it builds back up again. It makes no sense to me, um, and I hope that you know whoever you know is dealing with you in talks, whether it be at diversion and you know continuing a good working relationship. Or finding another place that um, people do understand that wrestling is as big as it's been, you know, in at least a decade, maybe even you know, fifteen years. Um, so it's 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 good to see the popularity back, and it's good to see you taking those steps to, you know, really bring in and, and showcase some great talent coming up here. Uh, especially that no escape card is going to be huge, so encourage people to get your tickets now uh as well as uh order it on uh, pay-per-view uh saturday the 27th um yes fight fight tv and uh you can go to fswvegas.com slash no escape to get your tickets uh we already have less than 20 front row remaining you know general admission tickets they're available just 30 bucks uh 40 for front row for the biggest card we were going to have this year, you know, as good yeah. as the anniversary shows were and survival of the fittest. This is a Mecca show that is just not called the Mecca. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a chance to, uh, you know, if, um, if fans want to see a, something a little up, you know, more up close, uh, than even in a, the casino setting, um, you know, especially if you have young kids and they've never seen like a Brian cage live. Um, he's so damn impressive to watch, you know, especially going against Hammerstone. I mean, I, and that, that tag team match, man, is still got me going because that's going to be a bunch of hosses just beating the hell out of each other. Then you Battle get of the bruiser weights. Seriously, man. It's unbelievable. Take a Boston young. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see Jacob Boston Young power slam juicy. <laughs> what I want to see. <laughs> oh man, uh, the uh, the the uh, Bobby the Brain Heaton uh, Big John Stud bad, uh, body slam challenge. Are you gonna put up a uh, thousand bucks? Uh... <laughs> I thought it was ten thousand. Was it ten? Well. Yeah, I, I was I was wasn't trying it to. The Andre the, was wasn't it the Andre the Giant Slam and John Studd 
that was his baby face turn that he uh, he slammed Andre, wasn't it? I don't remember. I know the the um, the ten thousand dollar one. It was it was WrestleMania one, and that was the one where where Andre slams Stud. And uh, he grabs the bag of money from Heaton and then starts throwing it out to the fans. So, you know, I was just trying to help you out. And, you know, if you want to throw $10,000 out to the fans, man, that's up to you. But, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's such a stack card. It's going to be great. Um, that Damian Drake and Matt Vandegrift match is just, it's going to be brutal. Um, and these guys are, it's personal. So, you know, that there's a lot at stake there. Remy, it's personal too, because Remy uh, didn't technically have a match with class. He, he was already laid out. So um, that should be, you know, and, and again, one of the hardest workers in Remy, one of the best up and coming talents in class um, for the Nevada state championship. It's going to be something to see. And, I love the fact that Sandra Moon's getting a chance to work Viva Van for the, you know, to, to defend the title against her. Uh, Viva Van has a lot going on right now, uh, getting a lot of attention. And I think that Sandra is, uh, is ready for this kind of, uh, challenge, uh, to defend that title against someone like, uh, Viva Van. So again, people, please, uh, check it out. Um, 27th, uh, it's a Saturday, 7 p.m. bell time. And uh, again, you can t- catch it at Fight TV or get your tickets now. Joe, any final words? No no excuses to miss this one. N- no escape, no excuses. Um, there you go. Uh, any final thoughts, Joe, before we uh, wrap it up? Man, as you could just see, man, if you live in Vegas and you're a wrestling fan, boy, you know, it wasn't that long ago that the only time you could see wrestling in Vegas was FSW. Yeah. And now there's shows everywhere. Literally in the last 30 days, there's probably been 15 wrestling shows. Yeah. You know, it, it, impact three and three. That's that, that's six alone. Booker T makes seven, you know, the, the taco fests, you know, those are probably two and two that, you know, that's 10 or 11. We're running two. That's 13. You know, the other companies have run. So literally, I would say there was 15 wrestling shows in the last 30 days. Yeah. And the only way you're going to continue to exist is being able to put on great shows to, to separate you from the bet from the rest. And in FSW, we've proven for 12 years that we will bring in the best talent, best unknown talent, the best known talent. We have a little bit of everything for everybody. So, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, man, (laughs) if you're not in escape, then you're not really a wrestling fan. Yeah. I think that is a very true statement. And uh, on that note, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, Thank you once again, Joe. Uh, Everyone, please check out the FSW Network. If uh, you're not subscribed, $6.99. New and improved. New and improved. Yeah. Hey, also, uh, we got the okay. We are in the process of uploading uh, 18 past shows for Pluto TV. That should be airing in the next month or so. There we go. That's a that's a very all, all the 
Yeah, all the mechas, natural born killers, uh, when stars collide, uh, the GCW show, 10th anniversary, a little bit of everything for the fans. Yeah, that's awesome. And Pluto is available, uh, you know, on an app uh, format, or you can get it on Roku and uh, those devices that uh, stream channels. Uh, Pluto is a great resource. So check that out as well. And um, check out the Vegas Bad Boys of podcasting and listen to all the things that we uh, present you throughout the week. And uh, once again, uh, the No Escape uh, is going down on november 27th saturday night 7 p.m and uh this weekend impact wrestling is in town uh if you want to check out a great show the uh the pay-per-view i think is heavily sold but might have some tickets left on uh, on saturday the 20th um and tv tapings next two days the uh, sunday and monday and then of course uh, reality wrestling booker t's company is going to be here at the mgm uh on friday the 19th and Again, Booker T seminar on the 18th, uh, which is the Thursday at the FSW Arena. And uh, again, if you're a wrestler and you are in the area or close to the area, I urge you to get down there and check it out because it's going to be a very, uh, just a very unique experience uh, coming from one of the best guys in the business. On that note, everyone, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time.